Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. But can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Movie Maintenance is approaching their 100th episode, and to help celebrate such a momentous occasion, they're teaming up with Plumbing the Death Star to do another live show. It's on Saturday, the 29th of April, from 3 till 6pm at the Exford Hotel in Melbourne. Tickets are available through Try Bookings, so just follow the link in the show notes to book yours today. However, we do have limited seating, so get in quick to avoid missing out. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing. I'm Sean. I'm Tom. I'm Damien. And this week it's X-Men Apocalypse. Hated it. Oh, I honestly, and Tom, because I came out of this movie, I'm like, geez, mate, that was fucking garbage. And you were like, get fucked, it's the best. I didn't say get fucked. It's quotes, the best. air quotes, the best. That is not. I didn't say it was best the best film of its generation. Get, <laughs> get fucked. It's the best. Tom Reed, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> uh, okay, I will say, upon my first viewing of X Men Apocalypse, I misguidedly mm. enjoyed it and thought it was reasonably good. You've got these rose tinted Oscar Isaac glasses, <laughs> where if he's in a film, it's just like. <laughs> You get like giddy you over him. Like, you can't even can see you him. Blame he's, me he's, why I would get giddy. I mean, I've seen his dance moves. I get it. I he get plays it. Plays ukulele. He's buried under layers of makeup, mate. What was there to latch on to? That's with him? how I like my men. Sean. Mm, okay, <laughs> you like them blue. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I then recently saw like, Days of Future Past. Okay, yeah, right. And I was watching it, and I was like, One of them. oh, oh wow, because this movie, because Days of Future Past isn't perfect at all. No. But it is so much better than Apocalypse. It's a pretty solid X Men film. When it's I went a borderline back, borderline masterpiece compared to Apocalypse. When I went back to watch Apocalypse, cool. I was like, "Ooh, I got twenty minutes in and I had to stop." Mm. So, I'm sorry. Thank you. I was wrong. Don't apologize to me, mate. To the to the listeners. However, <laughs> there are some good bits in it. Oh, like what? <laughs> Come on. No, no. First, I want to hear Sean. What were your problems with it? Everything. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's problematic of the entire franchise. Hmm. And one of the things I kind of always think about when I think about X-Men, these movies as a franchise, because it's been around for 17 years. Yeah. And in that 17 years, who are the new characters that they've actually introduced? Yep. Because when we started back in 2000, we had Wolverine, we had Xavier, we had Magneto, Mystique, we've Jean, had, we've had like- Scott. And Storm, Storm, yeah, yeah, and even and that's what even we've got Colossus now. In Apocalypse. And a few of those guys were yeah. still around. Yeah, most of those we've had two versions of. Yep. While a lot of fun in Days of Future Past, ultimately, like part of the fun of the mutants 
is seeing new characters, what their powers are, yeah, yeah. how their flaw works with their power, rah, yeah. rah, rah, and First how class interact. gave us some new ones, though. First class yeah, gave no, us, but like, then, Banshee, like, we got a proper beast introduction. Yeah. But they had no faith in the characters that by the time Days of Future Past rolled mm. around, they'd kept, like, what, four people? They'd kept yeah. um, Xavier, Magneto, Mystique, and Beast, and that was it. And, no, 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 and um, Alex... Summers. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure. In that, can you miss it? Cameo. That scene in Vietnam in Days of Future Past is great, where she goes and rescues them from um, Striker. Yeah, yeah. What? They're yeah. on a helicopter or something? Is yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good scene. It's a good uh, scene. It's not an apocalypse, so we better no, get back to apocalypse. Right. <laughs> no, but so because still. of the events of Days of Future Past, anything that happens past X two, yeah, end of X one actually mm. hasn't happened. Can I just say that for a general audience? Who gives a fuck about yeah. their convoluted timelines? Just tell a good story. Like, yeah. I, I'm sick of these timelines. X-Men just has no respect for the fans at all. They no. do whatever the fuck they want. They, they do a lot of weird shit. And they just yeah. keep pushing a reset button. Can we just push reset on the whole franchise? Right. Start again. Start if again. we're starting again, can I just go out there and say Anthony Starr as as Wolverine? Yes. Oh, you can definitely say that. Because his cry face oh my gosh. will break me. Could you imagine his cry face and then his angry face? Oh. All right. Can I say, things that I liked about Apocalypse. <clears throat> yeah. We got a Berserker Wolverine. There's a bit of a Vader yeah. in Rogue One okay. sort of scene. I'll agree it? with that. I think they manufactured it so we could have Wolverine, period. Yeah. But they did use him really well, unlike almost every other fucking Wolverine movie. We, 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 got, we, got a, we got a Wolverine that you're scared of. Right. Thank you. And it's, I, it's that I X2 moment that Sean yeah. always masturbates about. The only part I didn't That's need a good moment. was him with Jean Grey. the guy against the fridge. Mm. Oh, mate. Yeah. Huge yeah. Act. This was good a whole work. scene of that. Which However, is excellent. Like, it's great, but it's like Rogue One. It's mm. like the Vader scene. It's the best thing in the film, and it doesn't need to be there. Like, why is it there? It's, yeah. it's kind of like, it's almost like Stryker comes and kidnaps them from the mansion and mm. takes them to his facility purely so he can have a Hugh Jackman cameo. Is that exactly what they did it for? It serves no purpose to the story no. whatsoever. The they break it, out without him. Do you know what it does? Yeah. At least of this. The no, cell. no, no, no. They, they well, break out with his help because he kills right. every single okay. one of the guards. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the thing I did like least about it, which is Apocalypse as a character yes. in this film? Okay. What, what are you doing? Learning. I, I yeah. hate it. Oh, I hate it so hate much. hate it, Tom. How that, can was you... that you being Storm? No, that was, <laughs> that was the, the first Oscar one was Storm Isaac. and the second one was Oscar <laughs> Isaac. He's <laughs> is, is arguably too powerful mm. because apart from Xavier, and really he just wants Xavier, if he left Xavier alone, he could happily go off and rule Romania for all I know. Mm. But he's too powerful. His motives are... Non-existent. Non-existent. He all of a sudden is just he's back and yep. he's trying to take over the world. It would be better if he came back and his thing was he was just going to wipe out the human race to keep mutants alive. Yeah. And I yep. will rule mutants because that's yeah. who I am. I'm he a could almost yep. be a Magneto, but he's, he's capable of actually achieving well, that goal. Well, no, because I think he, he could be Magneto, but one step above. Magneto doesn't yes. believe that he should rule the mutants. He just mm. believes that. And his thing is motivated by fear. That's the thing that's great about Magneto. He's right. the most complicated villain ever created in a franchise, mm. I feel, mm. because his whole thing is motivated by fear. I don't want happened to me before to happen to me again. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to declare war on humans. Whereas yes. Apocalypse is a step again. He wants to rule. So if you're going to do that, then maybe that's the thing where Magneto's like, oh, actually what you're doing is is not what I thought. Right. I don't know. First Class, to me, is my favourite X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. I think. I was- like two. X-Men 2, yeah, for mm. me. Yeah. X-Men 2 and then First Class. Sorry to cut you off. There. No, no, that's all right. You're wrong. I Sorry. just think it I, I think it tells the story. Mostly what I like most about it is Xavier and Magneto, their relationship is done so fucking well they in first it, class. I think, yeah. Like he he generally cares for him like a brother. Yep. And when when Magneto gives into his sort of evil side when he's pushing the coin through uh what's his name's head? Kevin yeah. Bacon's head. Kevin Bacon's head. 
like Xavier's heart is breaking. My heart is breaking while that's happening. It is incredible. What's What's amazing is they actually in first class do a great thing where you, this friendship could span years, hmm. but Charles Xavier is a psychic. Yeah. So literally, he takes thirty seconds. He goes into Magneto's hand. He goes through every single traumatic event that, that man has ever been through. Yeah. And he goes, "I understand you." And they're best friends from that point on. Yeah. It's the beauty of Xavier. Oh man. It's, it's amazing. So that and again, that single tear down his face when oh. when he when he's in his head when he's killing Kevin Bacon. Yeah. He's like, I feel the pain that you're going. It's yeah. not. It's okay. Oh, like, again, that's that's why it works probably well. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, wow. I also Pockets feel like- This is really shit. Yeah, it's The terrible. Last Stand is better. I, I 100% agree. I think mm. I tweeted this the other day. I'm like, and The Last Stand has like I'm last the juggernaut stand, I, would, I would watch Last Stand again, not happily, but like way before I'd want to watch Apocalypse. Yeah, again. and they just exploded people for no reason. Yeah. Right. They did whatever the fuck they wanted, but at least it worked on some level. No, it doesn't. We did Doctor Strange, and we talked in that a lot about fixing the villain intact, plot, the villain plot yeah. and mm. fixing the heart plot. Mag7, you did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Solving the villains. This film Function. needs that but so much more because oh, it doesn't yeah. actually have a protagonist plot. Right. Who's it's, your protagonist? It's, but it's, I'm going to go with, Mac, with um, Xavier. Okay. Um, cool. But it's staggering to me to think that cause for a superhero film to not have a protagonist is fucking Is bizarre. baffling, yeah. Because, I mean, you think about a lot of them and it's, it's, if we go, if we it's just Spider-Man's X. and yeah. But, yeah, when you go X-Men. It's Wolverine in the first one. It's Wolverine. Mm. It's Wolverine. Uh, no, it's Wolverine and Rogue in the first one. It's Wolverine yeah. in all three of the first ones. Yep. Um, with with a subplotty protagonist in Rogue, Jean Grey, Jean Grey. Yep. Yes. Yep. First class, it's McAvoy. McAvoy and Fast. Yep. More yep. McAvoy though. Days of Future Past is Wolverine again. I'd argue mm. that it's it's probably still McAvoy and Fassbender because there's a whole portion of the film that Hugh Jackman disappears mm. from. He's the agent that joins them back together. Okay. Again. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. But it's McAvoy who's reluctant to do anything. That that's your future. <laughs> that great line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still has clear characters who are driving the story. Whereas when you get yeah. to Apocalypse, it's like, oh, like mm. who am I following? Yeah. So there's a bit of a checklist for Apocalypse, and I think. Like, number one is you fix the villain plot. Just don't be lazy. Just fucking do it. Films, like these big budget films, sometimes are just really lazy yeah. with the antagonist. They yeah. think they don't have to. Because they know that they're going to get a crowd. You have to. Uh, yeah. You've got to fix the heart plot. Um, because you know, primarily it comes to stories to connect. year of heart for you, Sean. It could be. I don't know. We'll we, see how Logan plays out. Because <laughs> that could just cut my heart into pieces. You can fix the yeah. heart plot because they drop the ball completely. And there are very clear instances when you watch Apocalypse and you go, right, Nightcrawler should have been Mystique's son. Mm-hmm. That's the thing there. Yes. Um, Quicksilver should have told Magneto I'm your son. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fix the protagonist plot. There literally isn't one. Yeah. And that's just like, that is despicable. Oh, that's criminal. Film. Characters are totally undercooked. Pretty much all of them. Mm. Like I was going to write like with, with which one specifically, the, but they all are. With the exception yeah. of Wolverine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, Berserker Wolverine breaking out of the facility is the is the most well rounded character, and that's an, indi- that's an indictment on the film because you take that scene out of the film and it doesn't change the film. Like yeah, it does. The- well, how do they get rid of the guys? But they could they, they could have done that any number of ways. Yeah, really, they don't you've got a dozen mutants. But Tom, I'd argue, really I'd argue that they just wouldn't have been taken to Striker's facility because also, what's the point? And also, how mm. random is it that he picks? He's kind of like, oh, I'll take that mutant, that right. mutant, and we'll take Rose Byrne as well. well. Take, Why yeah, not? the human. Yeah, yeah. Was well, it because he recognizes it? Oh, I'm sure there was some. Yeah, he reason might for actually, it, wouldn't he? But mm, it's pretty. Because he would have gone through this shit with the fine tooth comb. Can I ask a question? Mm. In your version, I'm probably jumping the gun here. Are you going to make the Horsemen other members of the X Men team that he convinces to join the Horsemen? I'm changing them up. Uh, they're not not what I suggested though. Two of them are the same, and two are two are new. So one's okay. Magneto, one's Storm. Yep. 
Yeah. I decided uh, to keep Storm even though, and I will say this about my version too, I still don't give her a ton to do, but I try and give her like a little bit at the start that makes you go, okay, I understand why she Like that's all it needs. Like, it, yeah. yeah, it's an ensemble piece. They're not all going to get amazing storylines, yeah. but you've got to have a clear motivation. That's all. Yeah. Now, like, I wanted to make sort of a note of, like, I went on IMDb and looked at the synopsis of the film because this is sort of um, in relation to it not having a protagonist like we mm. talked about. So it's like, after the re-emergence of the world's first mutant, world destroyer apocalypse, the X-Men must unite to defeat his extinction-level plan. So already you read that and you're like, there isn't a clear character. No, no. It's just a mutants. collective X-Men. And even when you watch the film, it's like, but it's not really the X-Men. It's, it's, not, really, it's not even the X-Men. Yeah. yeah. It, they're not really, really the X-Men until like the end of the film again. Right. Like it's, it's very weird. So I've just sort of tweaked that synopsis slightly and said, when Charles Xavier learns of a mutant superpower known as Apocalypse who threatens to tear apart the world, he must come to terms with letting his students become soldiers. That's George, sort of the drive of the film. Again, I'm, that is so much better That is already. amazingly better. Because that's but, the clash that is present in the film yeah. but they literally don't put it they don't push it at all because beast is very much like i'm building the war jet i've yeah. got these weapons and xavier's kind of like oh no that's right but it's like that's what it needs to be it yeah. needs to be yeah, him yeah. going oh but they're kids he's worried about turning threats. into magneto that's exactly oh, right brilliant man yeah. oh that's okay because i'm just I've just as you said that that synopsis yeah. future past first line the x-men send wolverine there you go. First there you go. Line. Yeah. Grounded in a First character line. and like yes. that's who we're following, that's right. who the story's about. It's it's, it's uh, just fundamental stuff and it's 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 actually bizarre that like a film studio just doesn't realise shit, we need a main character. Yeah, that no one along the process sort of go, oh. They go think, on. Oh, we've got a uh, we've got a superhero team up, we can just like throw darts at a board right. and everyone will be interested in it. Exactly. Like, no, that's not how it works at all. So I actually think like even if you just added that element to the existing film. Mm. It would almost make it a passable yep. film yep. just by having a grounding protagonist. Yes. That's what they should have done. My first fix, and Tom, I'd do this to hurt you. I'm getting rid of Oscar Isaac. Oh. I'm going to have to leave the room. Mm. You, you know who I want to you know, episode without me. You know who I want to bring in? And I yeah. don't even know, like, as an actor, this isn't an improvement on paper, but I just okay. feel like physically. And in terms of sort of on-screen presence you for this role, you're going to bring someone shit in. I'm going to hate you, Ray Stevenson. Nah, he's six foot four. No, I could see that. He's a nah, big figure. Yeah, he's yeah. got the face. Do you know what I will and say? I just don't. Ra- Oscar Isaac's a very short yes. man. And Apocalypse, like yep. I know you don't have to like always nail that. Do thing. you want to know why yep. Oscar Isaac plays Apocalypse? Mm. What nationality is Oscar Isaac? Don't know, mate. I'm going to guess Egyptian at this yeah, point. Yeah. What nationality is Apocalypse? Bam. Plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Stevenson is basically you're doing what uh, fucking gods of Egypt do. <laughs> Exodus, gods and kings. Is that what it's called? Yes. Um, which so this, this is the point in the episode where it changes and Handsome Tom now fixes my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon you can still keep... No, nah, but so here's the thing. Like, um, I mean, Ray Stevenson doesn't, I guess, fit the mould of the character, mm. but he's got that sort of the physical right. presence of you're, him. You're scared of him. Yeah, you are. And with Oscar Isaac, I'm not. Even though he plays like a creepy, you know, villain guy in certain what about films and stuff. But just when, like his height and just Yeah. He, I, I don't he, I look at him when he stands next to like Olivia Munn and I'm kinda like, I'm not scared of you. Just mm. like a weird blue dude and a shit. Well, like costume. when he comes back and he's walking through the streets of Egypt with a hood up and yeah. no one notices him. Yeah. What? This is yeah. apocalypse. This is literally the apocalypse in human form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every, he's just strolling and through the marketplace. Nobody gives a shit. I'm just trying to think who else you could have. That's um, so my original thought the other day was you just get the rock. 
Right. The Rock could do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's it. ethnically ambiguous. He's, you know, <laughs> he's got you covered on those grounds. Yeah. And he's big and he's had experience. He's played the score. He's can, 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 yes. can I say, can I say, I'd buy The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Let's get The Rock in. Let's hey, rock because in. you know what? And The Rock doesn't play. It needs a bit of franchise Viagra. It, yeah, it does. So and let's get The, the rock, rock playing in. a villain, mm. one. Yep. The Rock would totally love being in a superhero film, two. Yes. The Rock's been a wrestler. Forever, right? Yeah. He knows how to prowl around a yeah, thing and yeah. deliver oh. a bit of a. Could a you monologue. imagine? Could you imagine? Imagine him chewing some Egyptian oh. scenery. Oh, could you imagine? Just you know, they're like, they come up to like some part of Egypt and he just flicks off the hood and turns around and just gives him the eyebrow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just points at them. Yeah, I'm already terrified. He just just points and just does this. <laughs> that was a visual gag. Uh, I just did the rock. Just I did the rock pose. Yeah, it's kind of like the hand saying "Come at me," sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is that how you can you yeah. smell what the I, rock's cooking? I like a bit of the rock arrogant because like yeah. it's so fun to have him as the affable, fun guy who's could beat you up no problems. Yeah. Now give him some arrogance. Do we buy yeah, him in that role a, anymore though? Because he's so lovely. No, no, no. I do because he he played a bad guy for most of his wrestling career. He was right. the heel. Yeah, the Rock yeah. started out as a heel before he became uh, the the hero. Yeah, yeah. But he was a bad guy. Like mm. Randy Orton was a bad guy when yep. he first started. Yeah, and is now a good guy. But I think he could do it. My knowledge of wrestling is appearing. Mm. So, so guys, you, that, that first scene needs a tweak. I think Apocalypse's horsemen have got to have some kind of invested relationship with him. Okay, because. When this, I don't think they can just simply be minions. It's not good enough mm. as lazy. I think it undercuts his character. Yeah, it does absolutely nothing for his motivation. So he's it's just he's, fucking empty. He's the first mutant. Yes, he's kind of like the father are of they, all mutants. Yeah, so like, and are they legitimately care about any of the mutants no, in the film? That's the issue. Is he should care? Yeah, mm. but he should care in a really fucked up kind of survival of the fittest kind of way. I but will care doesn't. about you mm. if, if you, you prove you're worth. Caring about, yeah. Like I reckon, in that case, they've got a. He's sort of a bit immortal, right? Yeah, like, that's sort of. Well, I think he just like immortal by absorbing as he Oscar ages, Isaac. he'll just absorb someone else, okay. and then yeah. That's well, no, no. Mind. The reason he becomes immortal is because he absorbs Oscar Isaac, and Oscar no, Isaac no, no. can't age. Is that that's, right? Because my take on it was right. that he, nah. every time he gets like to about seventy or like he was in the first scene, then he just does a new. No, host. They, they give him they give him a new host with a new power. Okay. Each time, that's why he, that's why he has so many powers. Mm. No, but that kind of keeps him alive, though. Doesn't Does it really? Is, is the, uh, wouldn't right. it? Because like he's he's an old man at the start, and mm. then he's going to absorb Oscar Isaac. Yeah. This is your film. How's he? How well, I I, I don't know. Yeah. Do it. Thorough backstory of the character, but I assume he just keeps like every time he gets a bit old, he he'll just regenerate. He was immortal. Yeah. He had the ability to manipulate matter. Right. That was his two abilities. But th- in this film, like it's basically like he has whatever power the film needs. Because right. They kind of use that second one unit. to. Mean he can do whatever he wants. He can touch a television and talk to the world or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I think you got to ask yourself, what does he really want? Yeah. Because like, he wants. He says his thing about you know false gods and blah blah yeah. blah. But well, the thing is, yeah. I reckon the four horsemen should be his progeny. But the he's got like a ton of children, grandchildren, whatever. But these are the four that have proven themselves worthy. They're the, the, the they're fittest. The fittest. Yeah. I like right. that because his whole thing is but, even in the comics. His whole thing is survival of the fittest. Yeah, you're the fittest. We're mutants. We're strong. Where the next step in the evolutionary yeah. chain, we are better. Because I can almost see him pitting his children and grandchildren against each other to to, to see who's rise the rank of horsemen. Yeah. And then he loves them unconditionally. The yes. thing with Apocalypse, yeah. I think it's fair enough if his motivation as a character is to want to tear down the old world and build a new one, hmm. uh, whatever. Fine, but he needs to have emotions and actual connection, like um, emotional ties. Because otherwise, what's the point? It's just empty. So a character without emotional ties is merely like a mustache twirling villain. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if he wants to tear down the world, if it's just him. Mm. He doesn't just want to tear down the world. He will build a better one. (laughs) 
It's kind of like Bane, but you can understand what he's saying. But you're right, because then he's got no stakes. Yeah, that's the thing. If he has people that he even sort of just cares about at least a little bit, then it's like, well, this is what we're building the new world for. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You don't wipe out a race and just be the only person left because then like, what is right. there? What he's got to be devastated if his plans don't succeed. Yes. Which 100%. is not. Like he's like he literally gets burned alive at the end and he's just what he's like, I can see the yep. whatever. Fuck so I think the horsemen are essential and I think that the film is really lazy in sort of who they picked. And I know they probably went with Angel because like, well, in the comics it's always Angel. But I mean, well, at a certain point Angel. it's it, like just do what it, serves the story. I, I yes. think in the comics it's always a member of the X-Men. So at one mm. point it's Magneto, at one point it's Wolverine. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. At uh, one point good. it's uh, Angel. The the only difference there is in the um, Age of Apocalypse arc, it's Mr. Sinister is death. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think so. He should be choosing mutants who are both powerful, but the crucial aspect here is they also need to be like him. Mm. They need to be ones who have been betrayed by men, by humans, because that's what needs to drive Apocalypse. He was this god who had worshippers. He was going to like this ceremony where you know, he was changing bodies and stuff at the start mm. so he could live on and on and on, and then men betrayed him. Yep. They turned against him. So he hates them. He hates humans. He hates the whole human race. That's sort of like the thing that sort of drives him. The film doesn't really get at it enough. And he has nothing but hatred for them. So that's why he needs followers, people who have been hurt and twisted and betrayed by humans. Mm. And I think that's why Magneto sort of is perfect for him. Right. That's exactly what yes. he is. Yeah. yeah. So the quick fix there is probably introduce some kind of scene. You know, in that first scene that we have with him mm. where he interacts with the four horsemen and you see bonds of friendship or something. Or like you said, Damo, maybe it's like a family connection. Mm-hmm. Or there's just got to be some sort that of That would be nice, just a bit of affection. He strokes their face. Mm. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, That's all you need and that just strengthens his character a bit more rather than like right. at the moment in the film, they all die and he doesn't really give a shit. He's and later he's got his horsemen. You see when Angel dies and he's kind of just like, he was weak or something. Yeah. It's like it should hurt you. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a simple fix, but I think it speaks volumes. He, he can still be like he cares. I but picked I'm wrong. That's yes. the problem. I right. picked wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, I wasn't the strong still one. still feeling it. But I think with that first scene, largely keep it the same. So, mm. you know, introduce him a little bit better. Get at what his powers are a little bit because you don't really learn much in that first scene. Um, he's just laying there sort of immobile on a slab <laughs> while he's being transferred into another body. Yeah. Um, have him be betrayed by the humans and his horsemen still fight because that was a kind of cool fight mm. scene. They had some cool powers and mm. stuff. That lady horseman who gives him the armor sort of just as he's dying Keep that, but either I can just add a little bit more to their bond, and she can be like something as simple as like holding his hand at the mm. end as he slowly dies, and he's like sealed under all the rocks. And then like opening titles and we're into the movie. Yeah, uh, except not the shitty bloated Brian Singer CGI titles that cost like probably a million dollars yeah. and go for two minutes, and it's right. just like following. Can we, can out, we also like camera following you down like a metallic fake tunnel, and it's just right. like the fuck can we there? can we get a different director too? Matthew Vaughn back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. All right. He's too busy making good films. Hey, he can make this a good film. That's why he needs to be on board. Pretty good. So instead of like aimlessly globetrotting, I want to kick things off with the central character, which is going to be Charles Xavier. Yeah, nice. So we find him. He's sitting in a chair, unsurprisingly, because his legs don't work. (laughs) Um, He's got a helmet on his head, and he's inside Cerebro. He's just having a play, doing his thing. Um, having a play in <laughs> just, having, just having a play in oh, oh, you've fallen over oh you've walked into a door oh it's all in my mind <laughs> Beast enters uh, and look my preference is for him to actually be in beast form yeah, yeah. I think is yeah. that another case of oh Nicholas Holt's moderately famous so mm. we've got to see his face I think, I think after, the, after the events of Future Past where he's learned that repressing mm. being beast doesn't work he has to stay beast all the time yep right on so he's blue and he's, he's furry and he's you know he's beast good mm. He asks Xavier, you know, what he's looking for or who he's looking for and Xavier sort of, you know, beats around the bush a bit. It becomes clear that he's trying to keep tabs on Magneto and Mystique but mentions that it's tricky because they're you know, off the grid or something. They move yeah. around lots and it's, there's so many voices, it's hard to sort of keep track. And they know how stuff. to keep ahead of him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They know, they, they know, they know, they know yeah. oh, he's fucking around in my brain. Piss off, Charles. 
Um, Beast starts talking about like the war plane that he's finished building and he's talking about other weapons and tech that he's been working on. But Xavier shuts down the conversation. What we're seeing here is like a bit of an ideological clash. Xavier's very firm this is a school, not a training ground for an army. They're students, not soldiers. But Beast is frustrated by like the short-sightedness of that. He's trying to be firm that he believes the time will definitely come when they'll need to be ready for a fight. Xavier's weary from, you know, the events that we've seen in the previous films where people have gotten hurt and, you know, mm. humans know about mutants now and they so don't like So at this point, them. he's almost, it's made him even want to move further away from fighting. Yeah, a little bit more, like he's sort yeah. of going to his shell a bit and he's yeah. like, we're behind the safe walls of our school mm. and education is important and I don't, like these are kids, they're yep. not soldiers and we've been down that path before and people mm. get hurt and it's it's not yeah, the like path that. for us. Xavier himself has been hurt by his friends, you know, Magneto and sure. Stig not standing by him. He fundamentally believes, like, in that cohabitation, you know, peace between humans and mutants. But there's tension between him and Beast. Like, it's very clear. Beast is probably the closest friend Xavier has. Yeah, good call. Well, he's, been, he's been there. Hank's been there from the start. 100%. Mm. I think the actual apocalypse film literally gives him nothing. Yeah. So I think if you just add this in a little bit, like, he's pushing harder. Because he's, he's also, of, I just realized, he's the only one who stands by him when he goes 100%. And he doesn't fall <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. And he doesn't really oh, get enough Hank. to play with or enough credit for having... Yeah. had that role. Like in nursed him back out. Yeah. Um, so this scene, like in Beast's arguments for weapons and training and stuff, are interrupted by Xavier because he's found, and he's still in Cerebro at the moment, he's found yeah. a troubled mutant and we see inside his head and it's young Scott Summers and he's losing control of his powers while he's at school and they make plans to go and see him and offer help. They kind of touch base on Mystique, which is what Beast is calling yeah. her, but Xavier's still calling her Raven and that sort of thing because he sort of clings to the hope that you know, she'll yeah. come good again and that sort of thing. It's like his sister, as if you'd yeah, ever give absolutely. up on that. We hear a little bit about sort of what she's up to and the fact that she's sort of going around, hopping around, rescuing mutants. Talk about how she occasionally, she'll send like a troubled mutant to the school or something to be helped by Xavier. Okay, yeah, good. So we learn like she's, there's a strain on the friendship, but she still has like enough respect for what he does and for the school to like send kids yeah, there. She, when she goes to this, he's, he's actually helping people. Yeah. 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 And there's reason for him to hope that she might. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But their methods, like they, they believe sort of in the same thing. Mm. sometimes but their methods are a little different like xavier avoids riling up the humans but mystique's more like fuck out of my way i'll do what i want sort of thing yeah. she doesn't have a problem like which is exactly what she is like mm. yes. and should be like yeah. yes now we cut to a different country and we're with mystique she's entering a filthy looking warehouse it's a pretty rough crowd in there loud music heaps of noises similar to the film she can hear loud cheering nearby she slips by a guard and enters through a private door now, these hallways are dark and there's flickering lights with green walls. It's just it's a shithole. She shines a flashlight and we see a row of animal cages. Only the cages aren't full of animals. They're full of mutants. Some are children, others are older, but all of them are like gaunt and starved and some are like grotesque and they've clearly been like operated on. Like they've got missing arms, but they've been replaced by like fucking weird guns and shit oh, for arms and legs and just like good. some of them like stitched together and it's just like they're experimenting on mutants. Mm. Can't believe what she sees. It's like disgusting. She's completely revolted by it. Using her powers, she becomes Wolverine. Ooh. Here's your little Hugh Jackman cameo. Oh, of course, because, well because, because yeah. she takes him at the end of the film, Prince Striker. Yep. yep. Very nice. Yeah. She extends her claws and she runs along the cages, cutting every lock. Some mutants crawl out, but many of them are like just so exhausted, malnourished, and they've been like fucking tortured and stuff. Deformed. They can't even like crawl and claim their freedom. So we just we see this look on her face and it's just killing her. This is the thing she hates the most, is just the mistreatment of of mutants at the hands of humans, basically. Yep. And it's really like pissing her off. She moves through the facility and she follows the noise and she eventually She's comes still out. Yeah, she can be. Yeah. Why not? We've got mm. the huge and cameo. Let's let's yep. let's use you. She follows the noise, eventually she comes out into like this sort of large pitted area with a cage. And it's like in the movie, there's cage fighting mutants. 
So there's this crowd of bloodthirsty humans mm. and stuff and they're all like cheering and gambling and on, on these mutants' lives essentially. Much like the movie, the guards carry a box into the ring and out of it comes Tom's favourite, Nightcrawler. Hey! When Mystique sees him, she kind of leans in a bit closer and there's this look on her face and we can tell that she knows him in some way. Yeah. Nightcrawler has to fight like this grotesque-looking mutant. Like I've gotten rid of Angel because he, he's a shitty character yeah, in the film. Right. I uh, didn't really have a desire to fix him and use him. No. I find him pointless and there's just more suitable characters I think can fill that role for Apocalypse. So the mutant adversary steps forward, but this appears to be like one who's been like operated and like, you know, experimented on. It's kind of like, do you guys remember Senator Kelly from the first X-Men? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. After he was like operated on. Yeah, like he when he, when he walks, Yeah, so this guy, mm. like when he walks, like every second step, like when his foot hits the ground, he kind of like turns into like a puddle of water mm-hmm. and like sort of comes back together. And it's just like, he's just really fucked and difficult to fight. His body can't really handle impact. So, like, if Nightcrawler hit him, it would turn to water and then mm. come back. And it's, it's fucking. Is he, is he like in control of this or is he a bit out of no, control? No, he's of like powers? completely like fucked. Yeah. He just can't even do it. So, <laughs> he's a useless mute. <laughs> yeah. So, he has all these side effects. He chases Nightcrawler around the room and he's like, you know, disintegrating, sort of dissolving as he does. Mm. Nightcrawler's terrified and he keeps like trying to teleport away. But, like in the movie, he keeps like hitting the edge of the cage and being electrocuted. Eventually, the mutant like gets a hold of him and Nightcrawler sort of teleports them all around the cage, eventually hitting the wires. But this time, the mutant's water added to the electricity. Like, like massive shock. They both hit the ground, but the mutant falls on top of him and like on the impact dissolves into water and essentially Nightcrawler can't move and he's slowly drowning. He's choking out. Then the power gets switched off like it does in the film, which is a bit I know you hate. Mm. You hate how easily she does it. Uh, but, you know. I mean, well, no, 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 you already go. your scene is a million times better than the scene no, no, that no. we saw. He, 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 it's easy. She's in Wolverine's body. She doesn't yeah. need to switch off the power. She just needs to jump down and grab him. Berserker Wolverine. No, but Berserker she's got, Wolverine. No, no, but how can she withstand the electricity though? She switches the power off so the fence is not electrocuted. And then right. she's Wolverine. She jumps down and the claws just rip the fence open. All right. Okay. She beckons Nightcrawler forward and together they teleport away. They can have like a little conversation. I haven't really like done a little bit for it, but mm. it's like well, you know, it, he it, recognizes it, her from the TV or whatever. She, she doesn't really know who she suit. is, yeah. but she knows him. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. That's that's abundantly clear. And I yes. assume we all sort of know why she knows him. Hey. What were you doing with the old red pointy tail? So now we're back with Xavier. We're in a car and it's him and Beast and Jean Grey. They're on the way to meet Scott and Xavier's dragged Jean along for training basically. So while Mm. they're driving there, he's like giving her a few lessons and stuff because the film only really gives him that one scene where she wakes up from the nightmare and otherwise he doesn't have any like one-on-one time with her where he's like helping her. During the ride there, they have a bit of a scene where Xavier explains some shit about her powers to her or something. So we got much of a backstory on Jean Grey. I haven't really... No, like I'm, I'm happy with that. One. And there's a part of me that's like, do we need it? But I, I think there is this aspect of these films where it's like you have to approach it like someone could just walk in and see Apocalypse as yeah. their first X-Men film. Yes. Yeah. So there probably needs to be. I'll have a little scene later where her and Scott sort of talk about their past. Mm. Yeah, get, that'd be nice. Yeah. You learn you learn something. That's a better, yeah, that's a good way to do so it. So they'll meet Scott at his home and his parents, they all have his parents in the film because they're like in that. Is Alex there? No, I'm not going to. I'm not using him. Mm. He's a weird loser. I don't feel like we have to because he's such a blink and you'll miss it sort of character in the previous film, you watch Fair Apocalypse enough. and you get to certain points and you're like, why the fuck is Alex Summers tagging around with them in every scene? Oh, it's because right. they're about to kill him and they want you to feel something, even mm. though you don't and none of the characters yeah, yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, fair, fair, so, fair. yeah, I've just sort of but well, even though it's I've moved on with that. Brother. Brother, yeah. So what you could do is you could just have like a family photo with Alex in it, but Alex right. yeah. isn't there because the last thing you nod. saw him, he, so he fucked off. We'd watch it and we'd understand, the, but your casual viewer would be like, I assume that's just his brother or whatever, yes, you know, yeah. his 40-year-old brother who looks really young, but sure. So his parents, they convinced Scott to come to the school. But his parents, they do have some misgivings because perhaps they've heard some stuff and their sure. angle is kind of like, is it actually a school or are you just training our kids as weapons and then attacking mm. people? But Xavier's very firm. It is a school. Education is the absolute priority. And you can see Beast in the background. He's a little bit disgruntled. He's yeah. kind of like, mm, all right, I'm on a fight. But Not whatever. agreeing, yeah. Yeah. 
So now we're in Egypt. And Gene can be there to be like, no, it's true. I do lots of homework. Yada, yada, yeah, I think yeah. he's brought Gene along because he goes, he probably thinks Scott will probably like her as well and it'll help us. Like, <laughs> just pimping her out. Just pimping her out. I've like, seen a vision of the future. <laughs> she kills him in a lake. I'm going to bring her. <laughs> Even at that point, he's probably got his eyes closed because he's afraid of like shooting uh, his, his laser thing out. Yeah, yeah. But just the sound of her voice. Uh, he's just so enamored with her. That American accent. Where does he get the glasses from? He gets them from Beast in the film. That's Beast right. makes them. Because otherwise yeah. he just has the bandages over yes. his Yes. So at this point his bandages are sitting on the couch and it's probably Gene's voice more than anything. He's mm. kind of like, all right. Now here you go. Here you go. Mm. So while, while the parents are talking and debating and arguing, it's just Scott sitting there. And you just I'm Gene in, in his head. Perfect. It's going to be okay. Like you're so gonna That's fine. Yeah. I can, yeah. are, are you scared? And he's like freaking out. She's like, it's all right. It's just me. I'm across from you. And she like patches him on the leg. That's really good. She's like, everything's going to be okay. Charles Xavier's a really great man. That's actually kind of amazing. You could have this whole scene where she's doing that, but then they haven't like actually even said any words to each other. No. And then you could have- That's really cool. You've got the adults arguing, and then after she does that- Scott just stands up and he's like, I want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. End, of, like, end of discussion. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You just have Xavier sitting there and just look at Gene. It's like, this is exactly why I fucking brought you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're in Egypt and we're following a hooded man and he's at a digging site in the middle of the desert. It's enormous. There's heaps of workers there, heavy machinery everywhere digging into the ground. The men are digging too. And then the ground starts to rumble more and more and more and suddenly people are being toppled over and this massive like excavator starts to slide the ground beneath it gives way. It's toppling over and it's seconds away from crushing, like let's say there's 10 men standing underneath mm-hmm. it. And then the hooded man throws out a hand and the machine stops in midair. He twists his hands and the machine steadies and turns upright. The men all stand in stunned silence and they look at the man as he slowly draws back his hood and we see that it's Magneto. Yes. Terrified of mutants, the men run, leaving Magneto alone in this empty pit with the grounds all cracked and mm. you can see a bit of a cave sort of coming through there. Magneto climbs down into the cave. The digging has like cracked the earth and the earth tremor sort of did the rest. Magneto comes upon like the laid out body of Apocalypse where he was sort of buried at the start of the film, protected for centuries and now he's broken free. Magneto lifts the remaining rocks off of him and Apocalypse slowly rises. He looks down beside him at the skeleton of the female horseman who gave her life to protect him. And like Damo, your idea mm. of her sort of been on top of him is kind mm-hmm. of interesting because then he would wake up and there's just like this skeleton of oh, this yeah. person that he cared about I like that, on top yeah. of him and already he's like... Oh, I hate yeah. humans, you know? Her clawed hand will be like clinging to him and it slowly crumbles to dust and sort of blows away. And then he stands imposingly and he's much taller than Magneto, which I think is important, mm-hmm. and he looks down upon him. Now we're back at the mansion and Xavier, Beast, Jean and Scott, they all arrive back and they find Mystique and Nightcrawler waiting. She's come to like drop him off at the school. She hasn't been there for a while, so they're kind of like, oh, hey, okay. this is weird. Mystique and Xavier, they get into it a bit and have a bit of a fight sort of about the state of the world, mutants and humans. Mutants being tortured and locked up. She's outraged. And she kind of implies that he doesn't do enough. Yeah. He just sits there in his mansion reading textbooks to kids. With all his powers, he should be out there actually having much greater influence. Mm. She attacks you know, his defense of humans. And we can very clearly see that even she's tried to see things his way. She's very much turning against like humans more and more. It's the, that bitterness that we've seen in Magneto and it's very much there in Charles. Yeah. Is kind of like, oh, shit, I've lost two of them. Mm, yeah. Then Xavier and Jean Grey feel like a pretty sizable like disturbance or whatever in the force that they have going on in their head. <laughs> they can feel like the awakening of apocalypse in Egypt, or like they don't know that it's that specific. They're like, holy shit! Just a powerful mm, what the hell is yeah, that? Yeah. They know instantly something's not good, so they all run down, you know, to Cerebro. Except um, Xavier drives because his legs are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if like Beast just carried him everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> He's like, chop, chop. <laughs> Come on, blue boy. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he plugs in to Cerebro and expands his powers and they find Magneto and he gets in his head and we learn all about Apocalypse. So Magneto's there with him. He's there in the room and it's very bad. They're learning all this stuff. So just like visually, I assume it's just kind of like as if you see like a, a scene where Xavier's just like kind of like standing there mm-hmm. next to him. So convenient that he's standing up in all of his things. <laughs> Do you think that's in his contract? I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. McAvoy's like, I have to stand up in every one of these films. There's the bit at the end, you know, when he mm. fights him, he gets like yeah. a punch on with the Now he's like, now you're, you're in my, my house. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? That's right. That's right. Because he goes it just, inside his head. He tricks him into yeah. going inside his head. Yeah. Is it just meant to remind you how much he's lost in this I, fight? I, maybe. I, yeah. I think it's just I don't think it's like, no, I want an how action often, scene. How often did we see Patrick Stewart walk? Yeah. Mm. The answer is once. never. What about that scene where they go and pick up Jean Grey? Is he already in a wheelchair? Yep. She blows the wheelchair up. No, no, no. Like they have a flashback to young Gene. Uh, no, he's yeah. in a wheelchair. No, are you Isn't sure? I'm fairly sure he's in a wheelchair. Oh, okay. It doesn't really matter. But no. <laughs> I'm adamant. Magneto talks about um, how he's been searching for Apocalypse for, let's say, like 10 years because there's been a 10-year gap between these films. That he had a moment of clarity and he realized that, you know, the reach of his powers and the shortcomings of them and how if he's alone, he can never achieve what he wants. He can never properly hurt men and humans the way that they've twisted him. So he heard the stories about Apocalypse and he searched and searched and searched and now he finally found him. He just hopes that Apocalypse is sort of all that he's been built up to be. He takes a knee in front of him and he swears his allegiance. So Apocalypse talks about how they're kind of like kindred spirits in a Mm. sense because they're both hate men and stuff, separated by centuries and the ravages of time and all of that, but with one common purpose, a world without men, a world where the dominant race of mutants never has to hide in the shadows from those who would look at them and recoil. 
and essentially makes Magneto the first of his four horsemen. Do, is it because he saves him? Is that the reason he, he becomes a horseman? Because he resurrects I've him? I've kind of like implied that mm. the earthquake or whatever and the digging has kind of awoken him, or, and then Magneto just kind of came in and scraped a few rocks. Right. Like, hey. Does Os- does Apocalypse the Rock mm. try yeah. the Apocalypse? Tries to kill. Oh, yes. Does he try to kill Magneto somehow, and Magneto like stops him and beats him? And maybe that impresses him or yeah. something. Yeah. Huh. You're, yeah, you, that are, could work. you are worthy. You are yeah. worthy. I kind of the better one. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to have him do that scene that they do at the um, at the death camp where he yeah. takes him back there, but just do it in the desert. Yeah. And be like, tell him to use your rage, harness it, wield it because it's stronger than any happy thought that you mm. could ever try and manufacture. Because okay, let's yeah. be honest, you don't have those. Tells him to, even though I mean he kind of does in first class, but mm. like those are getting really. But no, really but I like that because now this is opposing exactly what Xavier yes, brought out of him in totally first class. What, that's yeah. good. Great. He tells him like feel the ground, run your hands through the sand, and feel the metal beneath deep down. Use it and twist it, and then above the pit, you got men sort of slowly coming back to check out like the accident side mm. or whatever. People who are curious, and then you've got Magneto, and he like sends shockwaves through the sands, and maybe there's like 30, 40, and fifty men, mm. and all of them are just like sucked into the sand, screaming, yeah. and they're just dead. Yeah, because I think. There's no point holding back with Magneto. Just have him kill no, people. Agreed. So back in the mansion, a mystique sort of cracks the shits at Xavier. Basically, he's like, no, we have to stop this thing. It will destroy mankind and all that. Mm. And she's pretty riled up. And by this point, she just fucking hates like humans. Like I think mm. you've really got to capitalize on the stuff, like the atrocities that she's seen yeah. over yeah. the last 10 years. Yeah. She's yeah. had enough. Her thinking now has kind of shifted to, would that really be so bad if Apocalypse did that? Right. Like, look at all the hurt they bring to mm. the world. Like, we'd be better off. And it and comes like, down whoa, to whoa, whoa. Xavier being powerful enough to really do something about it, but choosing not to. Yeah, and that yeah. just sets her off. And so basically she grabs Nightcrawler and says, I need your help. Can you, I'm leaving. Can you like teleport me somewhere? And he's mm. just kind of, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, I like um, you. What? Nothing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they teleport away and Xavier's lost her again. We're back with Apocalypse and Magneto. And he talks about the struggles uh, he and his horsemen have faced over the centuries, many lifetimes, uh, about the horsemen who have come and gone, the friends he's lost. And sort of that bitter irony of having his abilities but no one to share them with beyond, like, his lifespan. Mm. So, you know, like, just an actual attempt to make him a functional character. Right. <laughs> so it. far, all these attempts are succeeding. Yeah. Warren so, McTaggart hasn't ruined the world. It's here that they stop because they're at a warehouse. It's the same one that Mystique was at before, but this time it's empty. All the guys are gone. Mm. They walk through. The cages are broken. No mutants remain. They've either escaped or been killed and dragged away or whatever. Magneto's confused, but he's like, why are we here? But they keep on walking. And eventually they come upon this small metal box at the end of the room. It's like, you know, barely big enough to fit a dog in there. Hmm. Magneto opens it up and inside, huddled and shaking, is Storm. Apocalypse holds out a hand and he says, come now, child. There'll be no more cages, no more torture or silence or darkness, no more. They'll build a better world (laughs) and and stride upon the bones of those who would stand against us. And Storm kind of, you know, she looks kind How of similar. found Storm? Just is that one of his abilities? He can track down mutants that he needs. <sighs> I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you just know. I, I don't know. I, 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 think, I have, think it's that. If he has yeah. the ability to track mutants or down. Or Magneto could have the inside word about this facility yeah. and be like, we should check this place Something out. like that. That's probably, that's a good one. Are there others speak. like you? He's like, yeah. yes, there are people yeah. who hate. So Storm looks kind of similar as well. To the she lady just have horseman like at the start, perhaps. So she kind of like reminds Apocalypse a bit of Good. like, you know, the previous horseman or whatever. Yeah. And so there's already like a bit of a bond there. And already she's been tortured by humans and he's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. So he explains to them. So that, that's good because that gives him heart again. Yeah, there you go. Like, like he needs it. He needs not, to believe in what he's doing. I feel like sometimes like these Hollywood movies are like, oh, we can't like give sympathy and heart to the villain. To the villain, like, you right. Can, you absolutely of can. Of course you can. 
So Apocalypse explains to them the only mutants who understand the world, their world, are the ones who have suffered. Mm. And he asks if they know any of, you know, any like them who have been caged and manipulated. And Magneto, he smiles and he nods. Oh. So now we're back with Xavier and Beast. They're in need of, like, intel and Apocalypse, uh, anything else they can get their hands on. So they head down to the CIA, and this is where I'm going to have Moira McTaggart in the film, giving her almost nothing to do, but I just want to bring her in because... Does she have her memories wiped? How old does she look? She does not look like she... Because she should probably be about 50. Right. Really? Like, in first yeah. class, should she be about 30? I'd say about 30. So she should be 50. Yeah. So she's have not. you aged Fassbender and... Um, oh, yeah, let's just say, yeah, let's put some grey in there. I think we should, that sort of they they should be looking like, closer... Look like, yeah, they need to look different. Yeah. Closer to Ian McCallan. Yeah. They do some flashbacks to Fassbender and McAvoy from first class, and I, I think it's very clear that they've, like, photoshopped the faces a bit to make them look a bit younger. Youngify them yeah, a bit. Yeah, they have a bit. So the scene with Moira can play out, you know, pretty similar to the scene in the actual film. She gives them a bit of apocalypse exposition that mm. we need. Um, crucially, we also get to the fact that she has no memory of Xavier and the X-Men and that she's lost, you know, she's been stripped of all her memories. I think this is important and you can't just gloss over it because it's a it's, to me it's a terrible thing that Xavier's done. Yeah. We'll get into sure. it a little bit more sort of later yes. on, but yeah. Back at the mansion, it'd be nice to have a scene like where the students are kind of aware that some bad shit's going on. There's tension on campus. I don't think they need to do the bullshit thing where they go to the mall and no. go see Return of the Jedi and be like, the third film's always the worst <laughs> and all that. I love bullshit. how he makes such a joke about how shit The Last Stand is and then he makes a film worse than The Last <laughs> Stand. <laughs> right? He's so cocky. He's like, yeah. I'm going to write a plot that completely writes out the third film in my, my earlier franchise because it was shit. Okay, so do you read it as a crack at that? Because I just read it as them being like self-aware and being like, oh, we don't think we're that good, mm. even though they probably do. I mean, I'm but yeah, it works. It's, for a, last it's a bit of both. Yeah. It's a bit of both. Yeah. So there's tension on campus. People are worried. Scott and because, Gene. Sorry, but he knows yeah. that people hate last stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scott and Gene could have like a nice scene here where they're helping each other do some tasks or something. They're like you know working towards controlling their powers, just helping each other out a bit. Yeah, good. Because uh, it's important that we build on that a little bit because they're going to fight at the end. So yeah. it's like we need to see this. Mm. And they're discussing sort of what they think is going to happen with the whole apocalypse situation and all that. And this is where we can get a little bit more. Like you can see Scott like keen to fight to prove himself and mm. Gene's more like, oh, I'm a bit hesitant, that sort of thing. Uh, and it would just be nice to see a bond here and maybe they just share a little bit about their backstories, whatever they are, yeah. whatever Gene's no, deal like is yeah, yeah. and, you know, Scott's, whatever that is, just have them sort of talking and bonding a bit. Yeah. Now we're in a different place and we see soldiers marching this way and that. And we see them pass Apocalypse, Magneto and Storm, and they're entering this military-looking facility. Storm disables the cameras because I figure, like, she can just do shit like that with electricity, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. sure, no, sure. Nah, pickle. Um, and they casually stroll through. And they come across a team well, of also, lookouts. Also, Magneto could do the same thing. He just turned yeah, into the go. wall. I'm sure or Apocalypse could Apocalypse just, like, with his matter do changing whatever, yeah. thing. Like, he made a gun disintegrate. Uh, then you have, that. like, a thing where maybe, like, some lookouts come past and Apocalypse just does his thing where he makes them sink through the floor and they're dead or gone mm. or whatever. They're going deeper and deeper into the facility and they come across this huge metal cage. Magneto slides the heavy bolts out and the door creaks open and then this animal strides out, sniffing and snarling and fucking wild beyond humanity. It's Wolverine. Yes. Oh, Shawnee. So he tears the cables and the Feral needles out of his body. He's the most animalistic we've ever seen him. Brilliant. He's not going to talk. You, you lied when you said the Hugh Jackman cameo yeah, was going to be. Yeah, got us early. You sneaky bitch. Apocalypse looks at him and he says, breathe the free air, my son. Men have twisted you and mangled you and turned you inside out and back again beyond repair. Does he try to kill them, by the way? 
Wolverine, I think he just stands there and he's just, just like a shaking animal and he's like he's probably blinking in because he's been mm. in complete darkness for ages and he's just like fucked. He's like, I want him to just go at Apocalypse. He's like, yeah, that's, that's the actually, alpha, got to take him a, down. That's really yeah. cool. I'd have him. Yeah, that's really cool. Have him go and, at him. And Magneto just does the metal thing to him. Yeah. He freezes and Apocalypse is like, no, yeah. like stop, yeah, let him yeah. come, and he's let like, him go. He's like, no, we will not control him or something. And, like and that. he falls to the ground and he goes to kill him and then he realizes that he's been spared and he's kind of like, all right. I'm interested. I'm not going to talk because yeah. I'm crazy, but I'm interested. Yeah. Apocalypse sort of continues in that. But we know the pain and the suffering that you have had. We know it all. And we're here to make it right. And he goes, I can show you the door, but for you, my son, you must choose to walk through that oh, door. Good. So the door I'm opens. On board with the yeah. Rock. Oh, man. The door opens and Apocalypse takes a hold of Magneto and Storm and they teleport away. Now they're outside the facility, sort of looking in. And Magneto's oh. like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, Apocalypse says, 50 soldiers now stand between him and our cause. If he's worthy. He will join us. Yes. So inside we have the absolute batshit crazy scene of carnage that the film was. Right. Which was surprisingly violent. It's so violent. But I'd like to go further and even more fucked up because why the hell not? On movie maintenance, we don't care about censorship. (laughs) So I want him to be an absolute mental animal, tearing people apart, cutting heads off, biting fingers and ears off. Like he's just nuts. You want him to be crazy. And so they're outside, they're waiting, they're waiting, and they're kind of like, oh, it's taking a while, what the fuck? And then the facility doors open. And Wolverine strides out into this stark white snow. Is he just covered in gore? And the blood of 50 men yeah. is just like dripping off his body and Apocalypse just smiles and he's like, yeah, good. So back at the mansion and the whole- Does he kneel before Apocalypse when he comes out? Oh, that'd be nice. Because he's, he's, if he's an animal, he's- Yeah, he's, he's now a loyal dog. That'd be nice. Yeah. Even if Apocalypse just kind of puts like almost as if he's patting a dog. Yeah, just you know yeah. What yeah. Hand on his head. And, and there's and just and like just blood and like you said, there's just guts and shit all over and it's just fucking gross. Magneto vomits into his so back at the mansion and the whole sort of Xavier versus Beast, students versus soldiers argument is really coming to a head. Hmm. Situation's so bad that finally Xavier, he just has to concede because he absolutely hates it that it's come to this, but he has to accept that if they don't actually do something and act, people are going to die. Yeah. So in the meantime, some of the bad guys' activities have gotten them on TV and Quicksilver, like, you know, just say whatever they've been doing, they've been fucking some shit up. Magneto's right. on TV because people know him already from 10 mm. years ago when he tried to kill the president on TV. <laughs> right, yeah. People um, don't forget that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Quicksilver's watching it, you know, and Magneto, his dad. And so he comes to the mansion looking to help. And they're like, all right, well, yeah, join the team, help us out. Elsewhere, Mystique and Nightcrawler, who, you know, they've been off sort of looking for Magneto or whatever, having some bonding time, whatever the fuck. Hmm. They find Caliban, who, to my knowledge from watching the film, is the dude who seems to know where mutants are, right? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. 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 They want to find Magneto, but, oh, boy, oh, boy, he's found them because the whole gang's already there. Ooh. They're there with Caliban. By this point, Mystique, she's really twisted up about how garbage humans are and all that. Hmm. She joins up. Like, I don't mm. think it takes much of a push. No, because Magneto would just be like, join us. Yeah. And she's just like, you know what? Like, yeah. Better world. All right, fuck it. So Apocalypse is happy because he thinks, you no, know, powers be useful. But he's got less need for a teleporter because he can do that himself. Mm. Really. So he's almost it's sort of leaning towards the edge. like, oh, what are we going to do about this fucking Nightcrawler <laughs> guy? But Mystique's kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they let Nightcrawler go. Yeah, because we, we don't turn against mutants. Yeah. And yeah. she says to him, go, go back to Charles. You'll okay. be safe there. And she says to Nightcall, things will be all right. Yeah, he's pretty confused. Love you, son. <laughs> yeah. He's confused and she's kind of sad to see him go and there's like this kind of lingering sort of weirdness there. But yeah, Nightcrawler fills Xavier in on what's going on because he's teleported back there. Mm. Then he jumps back into good old Cerebro to get inside Mystique's head and they have like, he'll have like a conversation with her. It's sort of the same old tired argument about human mm. life and values and blah, blah, blah. But she's basically in a, like, no, nah, fuck off. I'm done with this. Yeah, she's not, not even my head. She's not even arguing. She's yeah. almost just. I've chosen my yeah. path, Charles. Just Time for you to choose yours. Yeah, choose thing, yours yeah. and we're not connected. We're not We're not the same. Mm. Piss off. So Xavier, you know, decides I'll have, well, 
they're in the same room. I'll have a crack at Magneto while I'm here. But he's not having a bark of it either. And he tells Xavier that just because he can rattle around in people's heads doesn't mean for a second that he can understand anything about the pain they've experienced. He sits in his mansion eating from a silver spoon and he has the gall to say that he's like other people. Apocalypse, he's quite intrigued by this point. He's like, who the fuck is this guy you're talking to? And he comes into it and he talks with Xavier and he senses his powers and realizes what they are. Mm. And how important and how powerful he's probably the most powerful mutant he's seen. Which is kind of what happens in the film already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. And he decides that Xavier's are the powers that he needs to tear the world apart. He'll be able to control Beautiful. literally everybody's mind and make mm. them do what he wants. And he's like, fuck yeah. So then the you know, the connection's broken or whatever. And yeah. Xavier's like, Oh shit, guys, we need to plan, we we need to do something to figure out he's like gonna try and fuck the world up. Yeah. But he forgets like Apocalypse has the teleportation abilities and boom, it's right there in the mansion already. Oh, no time for planning. Escalation. It's here to fuck shit up. So now it's basically Xavier and Beast assisted by like just the, the kids I guess that we've been introduced yeah. already. That he, Scott, hasn't Jean, that he hasn't been training. That he hasn't been training because he won't oh. have soldiers. <laughs> yes. yeah. Scott, Jean, Nightcrawler and Quicksilver versus no, the no, no Jubilee doing nothing. <laughs> oh, she can just piss right off. Mate. <laughs> Honestly. Now I like this because we haven't really seen Xavier fighting much in this series. Mm. But fuck me, he has to now because it's basically the kids and it's right. It's horses. on his yeah. actual doorstep. He has no choice. His students are at risk, and I think this is where you add in like a bunch of random student kids as well. You know, ones that we don't even know, but they're just like random students. Yeah, yeah, at the cool. School. And Xavier, pretty much like imagine you know when Dumbledore goes full rage mode every now and again. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Xavier's going intimidating. Full rage. All right. Did you put your name in the Goblet yeah. of Mutants? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's pulling out all the stops, and Apocalypse is kind of happy to sit back and chill out and just watch you know all these guys fighting and stuff. So mm. Beast will take Wolverine. But he gets fucking mauled. Like, he's yeah. just trying to survive. And Wolverine <laughs> is... So, guys, this is like old man Logan comics Wolverine. Yeah. And see, the thing where is, he's at the Beast, would, Beast would recognize Wolverine straight away. And try yeah, to he'd be to like... Him. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They're trying to be like... They're trying to get through to him, but Wolverine's so fucked and just beyond mm. gone that it's like... And wouldn't oh. remember who Beast is. Yeah. 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 So, this is like Wolverine when he's at the mansion and he's on the loose. Um, I get that this probably won't be popular, hmm. but he's actually killing kids. He's okay. killing the students. That's right. Like he's yes. just berserker. He's an animal. And this he's just is like, proper old man. I, I like that aspect of it that he's sort of under this influence of apocalypse. Yeah. But perhaps by the end of this, he'll come away from it. And if maybe, you know, if he gets away or whatever ends up happening to Wolverine, he's mm. like, oh, I killed. I killed people. Like, yeah. I'm fucked. Mm. And there's still a long time in the timeline for Wolverine to sort of reconcile that and yeah. lose his memory and shit again or whatever the fuck. Mm. Well, his memory would be all over the shop. Like he'd be able yeah, to be able oh, to remember yeah. anything for more than a day. Yeah. yeah. Like so like Apocalypse because he's there all the they're time. All, they're all trying to fight, but Wolverine's just so twisted from being locked away and experimented on and poked and prodded and all that. He doesn't know left from right and he's just tearing people apart. And Xavier tries to speak to him to access his memories to help him, but he can barely even like get through. There's just so much twisted hate and pain and fear. Like, mm. Wolverine's just like mental. And it's, like, Apocalypse is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, loving it. I was going to say- if you wanted to avoid having him kill children, yeah, which may be a stretch for Hugh Jackman to be willing, but to I feel do. like sure. Hugh Jackman's coming to the end of his tenure in this franchise, yeah. so let's just sully him. So if he's going to do it, cool. If you wanted to avoid it, the Nightcrawler and Quicksilver team up to save the kids from Wolverine. Hey, oh, that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. So you could have him, yeah. You have him like literally the brink of, oh, yeah, like just as he gets the thing. Bang, yeah. That's bang, the cool gone. slow motion so scene you could have where the yes. claws are like. Brushing the and then, air on someone's face, and then you literally they, have at the end of it, Quicksilver's like, "Oh, and he's actually been stabbed." Good, yeah. Because you know why that was not dead, too. but he's just wounded. Because like, that just adds wounded. to Wolverine like going completely insane. Yeah, he thinks I've just stabbed someone shit. in the face, but that he's over there and yeah, like, he's, he's yeah, gone. Yes. There's bamf noise all the time, and all you do yeah. is you just have him. He, he stabs Quicksilver, mm. and Quicksilver can no longer help. Fantastic. 
Magneto's wreaking havoc. Xavier's duking it out with him, and it's brutal. Like, I want to have like a pretty good fight scene because you never really see Xavier do no, it. No, I, I agree. Yeah, like, fight and just be awesome. Mystique's sort of seen what's going down. Is like, whoa, why sign up for this? <laughs> These kids did nothing wrong. This goes against like everything I've been talking about. I want to yeah. like you know. Get back at humans, but you're like you're killing like this is and you're trying to immune, harm yeah. like these defenseless students and blah blah blah. At this point, apocalypse doesn't give a shit. He's sick of watching like all the little insects running around and stuff, mm. and he just starts killing people like left and right, like killing mutants and stuff, yep. killing a lot of kids in this. Movie. <laughs> um, let's fill out the school with like a bit more like yeah, older people, adults, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. janitor. Or maybe something maybe like Banshee came back. Emma yeah. Frost's there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. some of the old ex pals yeah. around. Chuck Colossus in there or Negasonic Teenage Warhead yeah. killer or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mystique's kind of like, hey, get fucked, mate. That's not what I, you know, signed up for. Mm. Could she actually say yeah, that? Yeah, that's it. She just suddenly <laughs> becomes Aussie and she's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> And he's like, who are you kidding? Like, Wait, what did you think not was going to happen? Grow up. Are you a fool? You know, yeah. She sort of brushed aside and Apocalypse sets his sights on Nightcrawler. And he's like winding up to fucking mm. kill him. And Mystique stands in front of him and says, no, don't you touch him. And Apocalypse is like, why not? And she takes a moment. And then she says, because he's my son, which the film really needed to do and they didn't. Thank you. Yes. They completely dropped the ball there, but she does that part. Does, not, yep. does she even, is it even not even she gets the chance to, re, like, it's just pure emotion. She's yeah, like, don't be you like, touch yeah, my son. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he's my son. Like, it just yeah. comes out or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Should be, yeah, perhaps not a moment of, like, thinking. Like, he doesn't just, I don't yeah, think he needs to ask out. why. He should yeah. just go to kill her and she can be like, don't you touch my son. Mm-hmm. And Nightcrawler's like, I have a mum. What? So Nightcrawler steps forward and he's shocked. He's confused. And she can explain a bit, you know, about his dad. Um, what was his name again? Azazel. Azazel mm-hmm. tells him like a bit about him or whatever. She can talk about Azazel being a bit of a like a, like a shithead, like mm. he was shit, but that you're better. You're not. Yeah, your yeah that's yeah. nice. But You've she got says more that compassion and more heart than me. She sort of together. yeah. She sort of explains that she could never tell him she wasn't worthy. She never saw herself as being worthy of a mother, which is like a coward's thing. But it's you know, it's just her. But it would yeah, that works for her character. Be her. Yeah. yeah, she thought that he deserved better, so she gave him away. And she's ashamed to admit that, you know, she forgot about him for years. It was just like she didn't really think about it. Mm. It's not one of those bullshit things where like a parent in a movie gives someone like, every day I thought about you. It's yeah. like, no, I just I actually no. put you out she of was, my mind because she was I'm so selfish. Caught up in yeah. her own, yeah. But then she learned like perhaps what had happened to him, how bad things had been, and she did everything she could to find him. So in the ten years between films, she's sort of been out there trying to find him. Mm. So she takes um she holds out a hand for him to take, and Nightcrawler hesitates for a bit, but then he steps forward and he reaches out his hand. They're about to touch hands. But then Mystique's chest has a hole ripped through it. Apocalypse oh. reaches in and he tears out her still beating heart. What? And he just fucking crushes it in his hand. And she looks down in surprise for this like absurd moment where she sees like this hole in her chest. And then blood's running down her face and her outstretched hand for like her son. It's like it's, it's failing and, and then it falls. Mere inches from touching him. Like maybe it just brushes his hand and she oh, falls to the ground. Sure. And she collapses and she's, Mystique's dead. Carney, she's gone. Sean Carney, and everybody just stops. So the timeline, the, the timeline that Fuck she the helps timeline. create kills her. Fuck oh, it. everyone just stops. Oh, and Magneto, he looks at the fallen mistake, and he's conflicted. He's like, oh shit. But though, ultimately, he knows that she made her choice, and he has to stand by his. So it, it, this has moved him, but he's kind of like, oh, I have to, I have to stand by what I started. And what I still believe in. And your Night weakness. Nightcrawler had a mum for a your minute. Your weakness won't affect me, is what he thinks. So, in the confusion and chaos, they seize Xavier and they teleport away with him. They just, they just piss off, leaving only carnage behind. So, they, they take him back to Egypt because the plan is to do the transfer procedure where he'll take on Xavier's powers. At the mansion, everyone's like reeling, like, what the fuck do we do? Beast sort of comes forward, you know, in the lack of anybody else, and says, we have to fight. It's the only way, it's the right way. There is no plan. I don't have a plan. I don't know what to do. 
there isn't much hope of beating Apocalypse. <laughs> they're, they're all just like, yeah, they're all like, what the <laughs> fuck, Beast? But, but Mr. Beast. This um, is the worst inspirational <laughs> speech I've ever heard. No, but Beast, I, would, I, Beast would have shitty pet toys. Yeah, like, he definitely he's would. Like, he even says, there isn't much hope of beating Apocalypse. <laughs> but that's what good guys do. Whatever they can do to stop the bad people, that's all that we can do. And so in Egypt, Apocalypse demands that Xavier uses his powers. To like, uh, They kind of do this in the film and I've just sort mm. of kept it in. Um, the broadcast. No, not even the broadcast. I want him to get in the people's minds and disable like all the nuclear weapons and all the satellites and shit in case anyone, right. any of the armies are going to try and stop his plot to destroy the world. Yeah, yep. And Xavier's kind of like, get fucked, I ain't helping you. And he's, he's broken because you know, Mystique was like a sister to him. Mm. And he rages at Apocalypse and he's like, what are you going to do, kill someone else I love? And then Apocalypse is just like, yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, bro. So he says over and over until there's nothing left on this earth but us and you, if Ooh. that's what it takes. You see, Charles, I have a vision for this world like you. The only difference is I can climb out of my chair and make it happen. And Magneto shuffles forward and he says something that pretty much destroys any remaining shred of friendship Ian Xavier had. And he says to Apocalypse, uh, Moira McTaggart. Oh. So she Moira gets dragged into it. And she gets threatened with death and Xavier just breaks and just picture McAvoy just crying because yeah. he's just fucking broken. Oh. They, don't even, they didn't even bring the best. They didn't even bring his wheelchair, guys. He's crumpled on the ground. Oh. <laughs> I'm just thinking like Last King of Scotland yeah. McAvoy yeah. too. Yeah. Oh. And he, he does what they ask and he disables all the weapons and shit. The X-Men arrive. They're in Beast's war plane. Um, you know, he talked about it at the start, so let's pay that off. Apocalypse begins his procedure with Xavier. So who, who's in the team? It's like... Yeah, so it's like... Um, Gene? Yeah, it's Gene, it's Scott, it's Nightcrawler and Quicksilver. It's Quicksilver's there. Yeah. How's, how's Nightcrawler? Is he just devastated? Oh, yeah, he's fucked up. Do you, right. do you drop in like maybe one or two more mutants? You probably need to. Do you just want to fill the team out a bit more? Or No, you know what? That's probably all right. That's probably enough, man. Because Wolverine, when Wolverine's no longer in the team, is he? Because he's just fucked off, I think, right? No, no, he's still there. Oh, Jesus. So the X-Men arrive. They're in baseball playing, blah, blah, blah. Apocalypse says to his remaining horsemen, he's got... Three of them left because Mystique's dead. I need you to protect me because I'm vulnerable during this procedure. How's Storm? Yeah, good yeah. question. Yeah, like how is she now? Because she's not done much, has she? I mean, she's had a bit at the start. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's still conflicted. I, I think she's waiting by this that's point. Kept her on. By this she's point, she's so mentally battered that she's just willing to hold on to anything that seems solid. Yeah, she can even question him at some point in this mm. bit. And he's like, "Don't you want?" Don't you, don't you remember what they did to you? Yeah. Mm. And she's but, like, but, yeah, no, you're right. But crucially, yeah. she's wavering a little bit. Mm. Yeah. We can see that already. But, yeah, she's still like, well, you know, she's it's like you said, she's very fucked up. Like, mm. imagine she's been in a box for, let's just say she's been in there for years or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know, she could be completely fucked. Probably not too long that she's completely not functional. <laughs> she's not, not Wolverine. She's not Wolverine, yeah. but, yeah, psychologically, she's not yeah. stable after that experience. So that's why I love because I've always loved that about Storm's character is the claustrophobia thing and the yeah. ways they use it in the comics and the films are, like, I don't think they've ever really no. used it, have they? It's mm. weird. When they land, Quicksilver says that he'll deal with Magneto. He's pretty much off doing that thing he's doing in the film, which, what was it, tearing up the earth to make like a force yeah. field of some kind yeah. or something. Not sure what that was about. Is is he just using his magnetic powers to protect Magneto? Yeah, I think just to put him. up a shield and mm. block everything or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gene and Scott, they're going to go take on Storm. Okay. Beast. It's a second crack at Wolverine. And they just brutally attack each other. Has like, he learnt so raging? Yeah. yeah, I think he's probably, he's beast he's probably going to think. Beast. That's the thing because Beast's very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. He will think. He's gone full Beast, but also he's thinking, whereas Wolverine's just a blind Maybe, maybe the first one he's like, he's just yeah. punching Wolverine. He's like, the guy can't think. He's just pure instinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to outsmart him. So now he, cool. 
he does a little bit, but he's still like it's. It's still yeah. Oh, Wolverine, Wolverine beat, needs yeah. one good hit. Yeah, that's right. the thing. Yeah, <laughs> and you can hit Wolverine endlessly, and um, he won't go down. That's and the thing. Yeah, he is the best at what he does, and, and what he so, does is very nice. So Nightcrawler goes after Xavier, but he's really there to kill Apocalypse. Okay, that's sort of his fucking drive. Now he's like, yes. my mom, who I knew for three seconds. Fuck you. Yeah. So while Storm fights Scott and Jean, Jean is, is like using her powers to access Storm's memories. And that's, you know, we can see her being like ridiculed and tortured and mm. a full brunt of like the cruelty of humans and stuff. But Jean also tells her of the kindness and that there's good people. She's only mm. just met the bad ones. And they have like this weird back and forth where they're like fighting furiously, but like they're also like having conversation, kind of like what we talked about earlier. And that so there's kind of fighting so her. So it's kind of like Scott's using lasers, she's lightninging Scott. Yeah. 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 Jean's fighting her with love. Yeah. And we see like the storm. Like doesn't want to wipe everybody out. She's basically just been seduced by a false god. Mm. So eventually they kind of get Storm on side and they hurry over to help Beast because by now he's getting like just fucking destroyed by Wolverine. Mm. Jean does a similar thing where she gets in his head while they all fight, but he's much harder than Storm because he's just scattered and it's kind of like his brain and his memories are broken and they're like mm-hmm. kind of incomplete and just fucked and she's like, Jesus, this guy's a mess. Mm. But she does enough and shows him like just enough that he's like kind of conflicted and suddenly he's more self-aware and the rage kind of slides away, replaced by like confusion and fear. And eventually he's just not fighting anymore. They have like this weird moment where this animal that's been trying to kill them is suddenly just like frightened and he's just looking at them like he doesn't know how he got there. Mm. And then like after a moment, he just runs away. Yeah. Like he's got blood on his hands Shit. and like he's broken down memories and he just takes off. And they're kind of like, bloody hell. They don't do the shit bit where they're like, hope we don't run into that guy again. Yeah, yeah. that's just no, garbage. Take that out. <laughs> so Quicksilver's trying to fight Magneto or whatever. He's trying to like get through to him. And Magneto's like, piss off, kid. You're such a pain in the ass. Right? <laughs> and then he gets summoned to protect Apocalypse. So now we're inside the chamber, like where the procedure's taking place. Sorry, does Quicksilver know Magneto's his yes, dad? Yes, okay, he does. He's okay. His mum's probably told him by now. Because yeah. he intimates in, in the film, it's very clear. Like he mm. has a conversation with his mum and she's just kind of like, he's not a good person. It's yeah, not a good yeah. idea. Don't do it. Yeah. So Apocalypse is quite vulnerable and because he's laying on this slab and he's kind of like halfway through the procedure and Xavier's fighting really hard. We see inside his head and they, they can have like a kind of mental battle of wills like, like they, they do. do in the film but not mm. shit where it's like you're in my house now yeah, and there's yeah. a punch on and bullshit. So as they lay there, Nightcrawler and um, Quicksilver, they're kind of fighting it out with Magneto. Moira's still around, I remembered. So let, let's Does have Nightcrawler just do get something. Moira out and hide her? Yeah, maybe that's probably the best solution for her. Mm. I'm very aware that Moira just doesn't really I love have- the idea of her just going in. Yeah, fist, fist swinging. Mr. Magneto, fuck you. <laughs> oh, but let's forget, like not forget, she's a capable like CIA agent. Yeah, no, so true, like yeah, she true. can fire a few gunshots, yeah, don't yeah. do much, but yeah. Sure. Magneto's just kind of like, fess up. he tells them, you know, they're kids and they don't understand the cost that humans will take and take and take and then take more. They'll never stop. They'll never stop being afraid and never stop clinging to the weak to hold on to power. And Magneto's like, he says, I have nothing left, absolutely nothing. Don't you understand that? And Quicksilver looks at him and he says, you have me. And Magneto's like, who are you? <laughs> and he looks at him and he's I'm your son. Like he's completely just like, what the fuck? Hmm. Like he's so conflicted and suddenly he's like, what, what am I doing? Like what what now? Like he's like just just fast bender just having a field having day a moment. like yeah. having a moment. reactions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now like the rest of the team, they're in there now to help because they're done with Wolverine, that situation. Hmm. Magneto stares at his son and he stares at Apocalypse and he makes his choice. He puts his hand to the earth as Apocalypse toward him. And he feels the metal deep in the ground and he twists it over and over and he twists it. And Apocalypse on that slab just sinks further and further into oh. the ground, burying deeper and further than he was like centuries ago when he was mm. buried. So, again, like I, I don't want like a stupid end fight scene where they fight Apocalypse because in reality they can't beat him. No. Like, they shouldn't good. be able to beat him. So yeah. do it the way the guys did it at the start. Yeah. You get him when he's vulnerable yes. in the procedure and you just, and just him. bury him. And, and you that's lampshade that by showing it at the start. That's yeah, the only way to beat that's, him. That's, that's all you have to do. Like, he doesn't die. 
And you've already had no. the fucking brutal fight scenes already. Yeah. Mystique's yeah. had her chest yeah. ripped out. Yep. So Fuck, I can't forgive you for that, Sean. Yeah. But I just like the aspect too that like he's so bitter because men betrayed him, but this time he's been betrayed by mutants, by like, Ooh, you know, his yeah. mutant sons and daughters have like come against him. So it's just, yeah. He's just broken. So they get Xavier out of there and Magneto, you know, maybe he's a bit chummy or whatever, but he's a bit like, you know, we don't have to suffer through the bullshit, the old friend sort of crap that they do in the actual films. Xavier mm-hmm. like fucking lets him have it. Cool. For everything. For yep. the countless people he slaughtered for for siding with a monster, for all of his atrocities, for dragging Moira into this. An, in- an innocent woman who did nothing wrong. Like, that's the thing that really sets him off the most. I mm. fucking dare you do that, endangering her. And you, you knew that that would hurt me. That's why you did it. Um, he knew that, you know, he could. it would bend Xavier and make him do what they wanted. And he said, that's the thing that you've never understood, Eric. You can bend metal all you want, but people aren't metal. People are real and they can't be bent back. And he says, don't, he says to Charles, don't you dare lecture me about bending people, Charles. Moira there is the very example of your own hypocrisy. And then Magneto leaves. And he and Charles, they're on like probably the worst terms they've ever been on. Mm. Which is good because the kind of rift that, that I friends. don't imagine they would ever heal from. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, where you want to get to. Mm. Then Xavier has to explain to Moira what he did, how he took her memories, took it all the way to protect her. But rather than, you know, she accept this and thank him like she does in the stupid film, mm. she hates him. Mm. She hates him so deeply. Like, how dare he steal something from her without consent? And for 20 years, she's lived with like this cloud. In her mind, mm-hmm. like there's doubt and insecurity because of events that, like, they're there within reach and they're on like the tip of her brain, but she can't actually access them. And it's just this f- vague feeling of like, just what is that? What's happened? So she tells him basically what a piece of shit he is, and that kind of like wraps things up with the characters from the franchise. Mm. Like Xavier and Magneto are both sort of on the end of these very heavy truth bombs. That like, despite what they think are the best intentions, they've That's, still yeah. done terrible things that have yep. hurt people. And yeah. Like, what's the cost of these mm. ideals that they have? But despite like the dramatic heaviness, we kind of want to end on a hopeful note because it's a superhero franchise and stuff. <laughs> so Apocalypse has been defeated. Wrongs committed by characters have sort of come to a head. And the X-Men, though young, have grown into the sort of the capable fighters that Beast has long been hoping for. Yep. And so the film closes with Beast as like kind of the de facto head of the new X-Men rather yep. than Mystique because that's just stupid mm, film. Yeah. Shouldn't be Mystique. Yeah. Uh, and also, she's dead. So. She's dead. Right. I like how yeah. I said to me, like, no, nah, she'll become a villain. You're like, I'm going to rip her heart out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it closes with uh, Beast. And, you know, the team now of X-Men includes Gene, Cyclops, Storm, Nightcrawler, and Quicksilver. Awesome. And that's X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. That is that is oh, a thousand times better than the, than the tripe we had to put up with. Yeah. I reckon you do a little bit more with Storm, but I don't know where you do that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you could always do a little bit more with her. I think. I, I think. Um, I think overall, though, it's nice because I gave her a little bit at the start, you, and then nothing like, in the middle, and then, yeah. I well, whenever we stuff. go back to the school, do you show sort of Scott and Jean becoming friends, a bit closer when we go back? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, we've got that scene in there. Yeah, you want more of that? Maybe you probably do need a little maybe. bit more. Well, yeah. what I mean is, so when we sorry, when I say when we go back to the school, so when those beats where it's mm. back at the school, yeah, maybe you show that like see, in class. A little bit. They're always fighting side by side. They're always together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you started off, like the film started off with a bit of animosity and mm. then they don't actually dedicate enough screen time to them to build that by the end. Whereas no. I think in this version, it just started off like it's actually a nice beginning and then you can just you it build builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the Moira part, how Charles gets his comeuppance with her because he was trying to be a pacifist when he did that. Yeah. He wasn't being the soldier he needed to be. Yeah. So it perfectly rings home. Yeah. Here's the consequence home. of mm-hmm. your, you know, pacifist It's actions. amazing that... that- Beast is actually the perfect balance between Magneto and Charles. Yeah, yeah. great call. Which is great. Whereas, because Charles is so no, but the humans will, will, will be okay, but they're not. There are terrible humans out there. There are terrible mutants yeah. out there. You can't be the pacifist. Right. And Magneto's like, no, everyone is bad. Whereas mm. Beast, Beast is like, I'm a realist. There are going to be times when this school has to be prepared. Yep. And there are times when we get to be awesome. 
That's yeah. right. But don't be naive. Because there's basically dicks in any species yeah. is generally the, the story. But I like that from Beast because it's probably not what you'd have picked when you saw him in first class. No, yeah. Like he's, he's actually so progressed very... and the film just... Yeah, in a way, he's that's, come along further the, than Xavier. The yeah. fact that he is now just blue all the time probably mm. speaks volumes of that. He's yep. more comfortable with who he is. Um, yeah, no, Sean, well done. I'll yeah. buy, I'd like two tickets, please. Cool. Yeah. One for me and one for my imaginary girlfriend. Yeah, you little... And Damien. We'll make that three can't, then, can't, I guess. Oh, I can't, no, 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 no. Two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I get in for free. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, whatever. Um, F you. Yeah. And on that note, I've been Sean. I've been Tom. I've been Damien. Uh, and if you have any more you know, thoughts to throw in about X-Men Apocalypse, you can reach us uh, at Sanspence. Uh, a <laughs> a Rockalypse, yep, starring uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, you can reach us at SanspenceRadio at gmail.com. You can find us at Sanspence Radio on uh, Facebook or Twitter at Sanspence Radio. Or you can get to us personally. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Awkward Treed. And I'm at Midday Pajamas. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.